Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. I'm Chris Maxwell, and I'm here with uh, Tracy Reynolds. Uh, Tracy, we're continuing a conversation with someone who means a lot to you, and man, I've loved, Absolutely. I've loved the dialogue. Yeah, one of the cool things about uh, doing this with Chris is we—you're uh, the third son that we've had on this uh, this podcast. Oh know? wow! So yeah, I'm sure we'll find a space for Jordan and Troy at some point too, because there's really stories. But uh, the stories. Um, I love um, being able to share you with our listeners is very meaningful. And quite honestly, I feel like every time that we do a podcast, we get to share you because it's your music that we're using for our intro and outro. And it's just one song. But uh, I remember listening to seven or eight songs and coming back and said, this is going to be fun. I think this would be really, really cool. And you mixed it down and did an instrumental for me. And uh, that was all. But when we ended our last conversation, we started talking about uh, your new music mm-hmm. and what you did during COVID, you know, for <clears throat> an hour or two every evening and the kids went to bed. And uh, I remember from my perspective hearing that, and I remember coming to Chris saying, you're not going to believe this. Uh, that's this great music that Justin's been doing. And then meanwhile, you continue to do more in the next several months. You had uh, 10. So tell us a bit more about that project and anything you want to tell us about, man, kind of the, the impetus behind some of the songs. Yeah, this was this was my pre-quarantine quarantine project. By the time COVID hit, I think I was like three-ish songs in, maybe more than that. I I actually recorded three or four like fully that just like didn't didn't cut the mustard, you know? Yeah, but I had no idea you were even doing this. Sure. Uh, I mean, it wasn't something I was. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. I just started by like. Okay, let me just flex this muscle. Let me see. Let me see if I can even do this. You know, because yeah. I've been in enough recording studios to know how the pro- and I've made enough records like in bands to know how the process goes. But I've never been. I've never engineered it. I've never been yeah. like the uh, buck stops here decision maker. Yeah, you were taking some risks there. Uh, I. I mean, not you know, you're not really taking risks when you're by yourself in your basement <laughs> with zero stakes. I was having fun, you know. I I was kind of, you know, when you when you're doing that as like, okay, we're in a band and we wrote all these songs and let's record them. That costs money, and I wanted to sound like you know these classic records or whatever, but you know, we can afford, we can afford a week of studio time. You're not going to hit Sergeant Pepper in a week. That's, that's not going to happen. So uh, weirdly, I kind of stumbled into this mode of working that, you know, my heroes kind of did, you know, they, the, the biggest common denominator in a lot of the records that I really, really love is time you have the time to sit with these songs and really kind of like work it out and kill your darlings if you need to. And yeah, I mean, but seriously, you got to hold on pretty loosely to this stuff. And the, the function of the process was that if, 
if I'm going to come down here an hour or two a night and work on something, I've got to like this song in order to get really into like editing the bass part within an inch of its life or whatever. (laughs) So that process was, I mean, I'd never done anything like like that before. And I kind of used the studio as a compositional tool and I've never had that available to me before. Mm. And I didn't even really know I was doing it because some, there's like one song out of these that was just fully formed by the time I started recording. Everything else was like, Hey, this bass part is pretty cool. I wrote an entire song around a bass line. I've never done that before <laughs> in my life. You know, I don't really play keys, but I'd come up with this, like the, the intro music is like, Oh, I had that, this funny little keys line or whatever. I was playing with my kids and like this thing popped into my head while I'm playing with them on an inflatable or whatever. And I'm like, all right, hold on girls. I got to go. So I made a, I made a little voice memo of like, just I'm like, I could pull it up. It sounds idiotic, but it, that was the idea. And I was like, all right, I'm going to chase that down tonight. So you sit down, you, you know, I programmed the beat and I did the little keys part. And then I just kind of found where it goes next. So it, it's just kind of blank canvas, chase the thing, just do the next thing that the song requires kind of process. And I'd never worked that way before. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Cause usually it's let me sit with an acoustic guitar and think about my feelings. And I've used that chord. So I'm going to use a different chord now. And you know, uh, so there's, there was a lot more experimentation with structure and, uh, how, how I even take an idea from like, here's a bass part to here's a song. Yeah. So a lot of, even just kind of some cutting and pasting of like, well, let me like loop this section and then I'll do something different in this middle. And i just leave blank spaces. Like something will happen here. It might not happen for two weeks, but something will happen here. So it, wow. that kind of persistence of like, I'm going to go down, I'm going to do whatever the song requires next. Or I get down and I'd start recording a keys part and then stumble on something. I'm like, nope, I'm doing this now. You know, so you kind of have to be willing to move with, you know. I, I wish that our audience could, could hear or see what I see right now. I'm watching Chris Maxwell, who's a prolific writer. Ten books he's written. He's on, he's, no, I'm sorry, 11. He's on his 12th book right now. Okay, I think it's right. And uh, uh, But as he's listening to you, I'm watching the wheels turn in his head thinking, oh man, writing. Go there, Chris, because the creative processes are not that different, are they? No, and I, I was thinking, just like Tracy's saying, I was thinking you know, from a personal perspective of, uh, yeah, we've got, we have to take risks. Yep. And I was thinking, you know, Tracy and I do this podcast and we make it so it's like a conversation between us and whoever our guest is. But we know that there are other people that are listening. Um, the people who are listening, right, like right now, people who are listening, they have dreams, they have desires, they have gifts, but they're afraid to take those two hours and take that risk and, and give their gift a chance hmm. to come out. You were willing to play the music. You were willing to to just turn those thoughts into songs and play with that craft and that art that you've been given. 
we have leaders that are listening to this right now, and they, they're held back because of fear. They're afraid they're going to make a mistake. But I just believe that they need to write a song. You know, I'm sure. using that figuratively. Some literally need to do that. But others need to develop a craft and pursue their calling and their gift. So just kind of keep us there in that okay. mood and that tone of you writing these songs. But dare us all to take those steps. You know, I mean... <sighs> It's you're not going to love it every night, you know, like, so you, you got to know going in, it's going to be, there are part, parts of this that are going to be a slog, whether that's writing a song or writing a book or whittling a canoe or whatever it is that you're doing, you just commit to, this is the time that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do something. You just have to do something, even if it's terrible and you get rid of it. Like I said, I recorded like a handful of songs that just didn't make it, like fully recorded them, listened back and said, that's not there. And you have to be willing to just kind of let that go. But you learn something. Sometimes you pull something out of that song that doesn't work and it, it's the catalyst for the next thing. And it's way better than what you were working on before. But you have to, you have to give yourself, you have to allow yourself the space to fail because you're going to fail a lot. I failed a lot. It took me, <laughs> you know, I, I have a degree in playing guitar. And there are some nights where it would take me the full two hours to play a, a silly little guitar line because the tone's not right. Performance isn't right. It just doesn't feel, something doesn't feel right. Sometimes I would spend two hours just playing a 20 second guitar line and listen back to it the next day and go, not good enough. Got to redo it. Mm-hmm. And you just, you have to be able to let it go because it's not, you have to forget about the destination in certain parts because if you're not willing to like really, really dig into it and, and give your craft the, not just the space, but the effort and the, you have to, you have to accept the bar wherever it is, wherever your bar is, you have to be willing to meet it or exceed it. And that's not going to happen every night. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to be willing to go to some strange places. Like I, I read a bunch of books. I'm a real nerd about recording processes and uh, like I've, I've seen like more music documentaries than is really like healthy for a human being <laughs> and read like more books about like I've read more accounts of how the Beatles recorded the White Album than I'm comfortable admitting, you know. <laughs> But what I see in that is like, oh, well, these guys who were who they were, they were just guys who showed up and did the thing and were willing to do the thing. Granted, they had, a, they had the biggest budget of anybody working at that time, but they just showed up and they, they tried stuff. And if it worked, it worked. And if it didn't, they tried it again. Or they reworked stuff. But you have to have the space to not just work on the thing, but rework it. Cause it's very rarely is the first draft, the best draft. Yeah. Sometimes it is mm-hmm. sometimes just being in that space regularly. There was one tune that just kind of came out and you just kind of follow it. Cause if you allow yourself to be in that space night after night, after night, things just start coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some nights it's just super hard, but then some nights like all the lights are on and, the thing is moving 
and you just have to get on the train and follow it. Yeah. And sometimes two hours turned into three or four, you know, and it's like, oh, I, I, you know, drop off line for my kid's school is coming real soon here. So I, I don't want to turn this off, but I, I, I kind of have to. Um, but if you were, had not been willing to go into that room, you would have never noticed the lights were on. Yep. And there are times that, that maybe the previous experience had not gone the way we wanted it to, and uh, the song didn't go well. Or yep. for me, the, you know, that chapter is just kind of dull, and it's not the way I want it. But if we do not apply the, the discipline of continuing the journey, developing the craft, we will not reach that time when it is flowing, it is smooth. I mean, I was working on a chapter recently, and it was like, man, the, the, the rhythm and the flow was just there, and I wanted to keep writing. Yep. <laughs> and, and then when I stop, I'm like, is it going to be that? Is it going to have this feeling, this sense the next time? And I realize, no, it doesn't need to, uh, because it's, we have to remember this as we are developing music, books, sermons. Uh, a, a plan for a leadership meeting, we are the ones being developed here in the big mm. picture. We're being transformed into Christ-likeness. So it's not about uh, that that we provide. It is how we are transformed. Mm. And we need to remember that. It's like every song that you are putting together is doing something to your inner self. You're developing new wisdom and guidance uh, as a leader. So it's cool to think about that. Yeah, I mean, you also have to be willing to to really get into parts of yourself that you're uncomfortable with. Right. Like you have usually the thing that comes to mind. Like if the the more personal and specific and frankly embarrassing that it is, the better that the better it's going to be. Like yeah. the, the first single, uh, it's called "Somebody Famous," and it's basically about like weird body image issues and like how we just kind of like there there are certain things not just in culture but like how we feel about ourselves like what are you willing to do like if this is the image that's in front of you and this is what you're trying to do like the chorus is like it it just started as something just like a funny thought that i had i don't know if i was talking to somebody or something it's like i don't want to be famous but i'd like to be mistaken for somebody famous (laughs) you know and then (laughs) and i had that idea for a song for like i was like oh that's a chorus i'm gonna hang on to that I had that for like four years before it came like fully. I tried to write that song a few different times and finally found it in the middle of this process. And it's like, okay, what do I mean by I want to be mistaken for somebody famous? Like what there's a, like there's a Tom Petty. I don't, I forget if it's like a quote or something. I don't know. I I read this thing where he was like, well, this lyric would come to me, you know, like I won't back down or whatever. It's like, huh, what did I mean by that? And you chase that down. It's like, okay, well, I want to be mistaken for somebody famous. What did I mean by that? You know, what, what is, and then you have to be willing to go into like, well, what's the, okay, well, what's the least flattering version of that? Because <laughs> yeah. that's honestly probably the most relational or uh, relatable part of that. It's that's like, right. well, you know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I'd like to have like better hair or be taller or, you know, yeah, but there's somebody out there going, yeah, me too. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah that's, and that's, that's, I've been relating to that that part. And we talk about this frequently here, that people relate much more to our failures and to those areas where we're striving to be and we're not yet. Yeah. You know? And when we're open, the more open we are to that, that there's such so attractional, and particularly now. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I'm, 
that song is one of my favorites because of that line. Because I just go, well, isn't that true? I, I chased that dream too. It's yeah, I, I, it's something that I just thought was funny, and then like the more I wrote the song, I was like, well, this is kind of dark, you know? Like this got this got very uncomfortable, mm. um, and I, I, I just kind of left it, you know? Like because this, I don't. It's it's one of the there there are certain songs on this record that just kind of like grapple with like certain things like anxiety or uh you know I mean they're written in the midst of COVID so like it's this is really depressing and I just kind of left it in that space because that's where I was and they're you know so I was listening to an interview with somebody I forget who it was but they were asking if you know they just put out a record and they're like hey it's kind of a bummer and the guy was like yeah but is that is it art's job to always like present a solution here? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. this is just what's happening. Sometimes, sometimes art and the stuff we create is more of a mirror. And this is just, I'm just presenting what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I often tell writers don't always feel like you have to have a revelation. Sometimes it's just the reflection. Yeah. That we need. And so, yeah, your songs, it's just, they're good. Oh, thank you. They're very good. I love it. I love music. Uh, I love listening to music, and I love uh, the lyrics. You've done a very good job. It's I like I lyrics. I don't care about so much. So this was the first time I actually like because typically it's like, all right, what's going to sound good with somebody singing this back to me? You know, uh, what's what what does a room full of people want? Like, these are words, cool. Because you come up with a melody and you come up with nonsense words. That's how I do it, at least. Like, all right, what nonsense words feel the coolest? Great, we'll build the song around that. Doesn't have to make sense, just just words. But these songs actually ended up being about things. Yeah. And you know, I don't well, they're, they're I don't know what that good. says about me as a as a writer, as a human that I well, spent da- decades. Tracy tr- your dad Tracy knows knows me and I'm so into lyrics, you know, the writer in me and I'm not a musician, so I'm wired the other way. I'm sure. always like I can take some of the worst music, but I love the songs if the if the lyrics are good. Gotcha. But, uh, we want to ask you to do, to do a favor for us before okay. we end this podcast. Uh, this is the holiday season. So think of Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year coming up, and, and just mention some of the things that you're thankful for, uh, those that have led you well. We've got just a couple of minutes, but just those that have led you well and things that you're thankful for. Uh, you know, thankful for, I mean, my my family, my wife, my kids, my parents, my in-laws, uh Brothers, sisters, uh, well, sister, brother-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, you know, uh, all the extended family, like, uh, thankful, thankful to be here, thankful for every day that I get to be here, thankful for, for Christ and for providing direction and purpose for being here. Um, you know, uh, frankly, you know, we had talked about getting into into what it's like to playing in a church, and it might be weird to do this on the air, but we we might have to have another conversation about that. Like we yeah. we might have to do That's part fun. three that Love goes because I I really want to address that. Um. Yeah, I know we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. That that's a that's a different conversation, but I, I mean, I'm thankful. Well, can I say something yeah. to that? Yeah. I'm grateful that you get the opportunity to do that. It's huge for me to see you love what you do in church world. And the quality of what you guys do is absolutely amazing. And I love it when you share that stuff with me. But I, your mom and I love it 
that you uh, are given that opportunity. And we hats off to Athens Church. Oh, it's a, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to do it. And it's, I, I don't take a second of any of the opportunities that I've had for granted. Like it's, it's easy to get caught in the thing of like, all right, it's Sunday, here are the songs. I got to go do the thing. It's like, no, I get to work with everything I've ever done has led me to this point. That's right. Uh, and every opportunity that I have is, is a gift. That's right. So I try to operate in that, that mentality in that space. And that's a good perspective for all of us to be thankful, to be grateful, and to see these opportunities that are that are right in front of us as opportunities that we will not miss. We're, we're going to pursue those since we just continue learning to make our next steps, our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Sweet night.